<laughs> yeah. When it's coming, I don't know. What's on the way? Well, good evening, everybody. So we're starting a new, a new series. A new series. We're getting ready for Purim. I remember in in tenth grade, we had a, a, a teacher, a non-Jewish teacher, but he was very knowledgeable of Jewish practices. He's been teaching in the yeshiva for probably twenty-five years at the time, and. Uh, Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Thank you. 25 years at the time, and he was very. You know, we had we had real shyness with him. You know, in terms of like how to talk to him and in, in learning how to talk to him because he knew he knew a lot of stuff and he would discuss it with us. So one time he asked us what Purim is. So we tried to explain it to him, and one boy screamed out, "It's like the Jewish Halloween." I remember feeling at the time something ain't right. Can't be. Doesn't make sense. Jewish Halloween. Because whatever we do is much more than superficial, right? That's Purim is mitzvahs. Right? When is someone actual when is someone really obligated to do mitzvahs? That's when he becomes a godl or she becomes a gadoila. What's the definition of godless? Being being a Big or, or maturing, growing older, is that that's being able to see something beyond the surface of what you beyond what you see on the surface, having a deeper dimension of things, an inner dimension. So then it can't be that something that's that's a mitzvah, something that's avodas Hashem, should just be as superficial as, as Halloween. It's got to come from somewhere. And second of all, they got me thinking. Then what? What is it all about, really? First, usually Yom Tovim, yeah, there's a mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tov, right? We eat and we drink, and you're supposed to. Purim, you dress up to funny costumes. You. The, uh, the main part of the day is actual f- physical eating. You're supposed to eat and drink and get inebriated and, and, and drunk if you behave yourself when you do that. Doesn't sound doesn't, doesn't add up. Right? And even the happiest sukkas, there's no mitzvah of sukkas is mansam chasem, it's time of happiness. There's no um you know, there's no chayvinish levesume besukas. You know that someone has to drink to, until he doesn't know the difference between nisachamayim and nisachayayim, or between hadasim and arovas. He should know the difference. And our, our being sober is a, is a requirement. You can't do that avoid it. You can't do anything. You can't go shake with Vanessa. You can't go daven if you if you're not sober. So what's this all about? And in truth, what is it different than Halloween? For example, or any other, um, right? Getting drunk is usually something that's looked upon in a very derogatory, in a very bad way. I probably mentioned in the past. My grandmother, Zachary Levrocha, she grew up in Slabotka. Slabotka was a, a suburb of Kovna, where it's a very famous place because of the yeshiva that was there. But really, it's a suburb. Kovna is the big city. There's a bridge. You go over the bridge. 
And there you have Slabotka, a small little village, uh, neighborhood, whatever you want to call it. So who lived in the suburb? Peasants. Right? And then the Kavanaugh happens to be also, they were, I mean, I, there was a book recently put out a bunch of years ago, not so recently actually, about Kavanaugh, someone who grew up there. Peasants. Lithuanian peasants. They were very simple people. They were, right, so it came Sunday, Every Jew knew that on Sunday he better stay inside because the guy would get drunk from their week's earnings. And when the guy were drunk, it wasn't a pretty sight. They said that this book that I read, just to give an idea, there wasn't, they, they had a, a dacha, they had where they would go for vacation. They would have, there was a doctor next door to them, and they would always bring people. Every wedding ended up with at least a few dead or injured, stabbed. People would go and they would lose themselves, right? So where does this come in? To anything, and, and more than that, we, we know that Purim is what? Yom Kippurim, when we say Yom Kippur, then Yom Kippur is, is like Purim, but really Purim is bigger than Yom Kippur. Higher than Yom Kippur. How does that make sense? So hopefully over the next, tonight and the next two weeks, we're going to try to come to an understanding what the day is all about. Both generally and specifically the mitzvahs that we do, Kriyas HaMegillah, Mishleach Monas, Matanas Levyainim, and Sudas Purim, giving the giving for the needy, giving presents for each other, Mishleach Monas, and um, and here and listening to the Megillah. But first, generally, what is this day? What are we celebrating? What was what was what was what was planned for us to happen by by our enemies. Right, so we know this basic story, right? was very happy that according to his his calculations, the um, the seventy years have have passed. The seventy years that were prophesied to be the years of exile, and after seventy years we would go back and have this, the Bismigdash. According to his calculations, that passed. And uh, that's it. He's he's the man. He's the king. So he made a party, and at that party, he had he flaunted his wealth, or what he thought was his wealth, and he flaunted, he 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 wore. If you could think about this for a second, he wore the clothing of the kain gadol. Clothing which was worn only by the kain gadol when he did when he did the service in the beis The choishen. Imagine we we're just learning now the parshias. Right, Teruma, Tetzave, which talk about the big dekuhuna, Kisisa, the Mishkan, right, the, the vessels in the Mishkan. All these weeks, we're talking about building the Mishkan. How much thought went into them? How special? Who had to build them? It wasn't just simple dishes you buy in the store, I mean, obviously. And here, this this guy, that's what he was. He was no, he wasn't royal or anything like anything of the sort. He was a stable boy. He comes and he wears, uh, you know, the big dekuhuna, and he's using the. The, um, the vessels of the Beis Hamikdash, Vashti herself. I mean that she had it in her blood. Nuchadnetzer, Belshazzar, all of those. Right? She she was a direct descendant of the destroyers of the Beis Hamikdash. She would she would taunt the Jewish girls that worked for her specifically in one of the, that was one of the ways. Look, who's using the the vessels of the Beis Hamikdash which were so holy, which had to be. I am, and where are you? You're my slave. So where is your God? 
Where is he? It's interesting that there's one common denominator. If you look at it, between all of our enemies throughout the ages. It's something that they understood very, very well. Those who want to destroy us understand something very, very clearly. Something that we don't necessarily understand or appreciate about, about ourselves. And that is they who know who we are, where we come from, who we come from, whose children we are, what what we have because we are the nation of Hashem. We are the children of Hashem. Which means that when we realize right, that we're royal and that we and we have all those qualities and all these we're not we're not like everyone else. We're different. We're totally different than everyone else. We're a different makeup. We maybe look the same, right? We have ears, we have noses, but we're we're a different creation. We're royal. We're we're higher. And they knew that until they stamped that out of us, they can take away our food, they can take away all our physical comforts, but they're not going to get us. Pari understood that. Haman understood that very well. Hitler understood that. Stalin understood that. And they all understand that. And you have stories from during the war how, you know, Sadiqim that were, they, they stood out. And whether they were big rabbis or Rabbanim or Shashivas or even so-called your simple Jew who was very not simple. Who still held strong specifically because they held on to this, this knowledge. And they didn't let the physical oppression get to them. Right? How do you have right, someone who's about to be hung for baking ma- for What was it for? Baking matzahs. He's about to be hung for baking matzahs, and before he's about to die, what does he want to do? Good evening, welcome. What does he want to do? He wants to, he's a koyan and he wants to bless the people one last time because it's Yantiv. Where do you get that from? The whole psychology was you're a number, you're not a person. That's because we realized I'm Kodeshata. So they all understood that. And that's what Vashti was, one of her big crimes were, how she um, she abused. She abused she abused Jewish girls. She made them work on Shabbos. She made them take, if you think about it, they, were, they weren't silly. Because Shabbos, what did we just have in last week's parasha? Right? By the, by the, when it was taught to build a Mishkan, Right? And Batal was given the whole order and how to do it and the, all the different vessels, the key are. And all that excitement, remember one thing, remember Shabbos, don't, don't, don't play around with Shabbos. Because that's the sign between the two of us, between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we're married, that, we're, that, that this is it. And nothing can come between them. Once we start playing with that, we're in trouble. That remi- that, Shabbos is the day that reminds us Right? After going through a whole week and being busy with who knows what, we come and we recharge, we recharge ourselves on Shabbos and that reminds us who we are. Who is, who is our Anila Doi Who are we in the Yichud room with? With Hashem. And in an effort to 
continue that which, which, which was done by her grand ancestors, Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, Achashverosh as well, that was what was done with all that in mind. Because to, con- to, to continue to destroy the knowledge of that we're a special people, that we're a higher people, that we're a separated people, we're, we're royal. And that was her, that was the, that was the psychology behind it. That still exists. The Yitzhahara works the same way. Right? First tells you do this, do something small. Right? So you'll, I don't know. You won't dive in, Look somewhere you're not supposed to. You'll cheat this guy. You're not going to go back to pay the change for someone else. Do something small. And then, I did this. I feel guilty. So that's that, that's grounds to prey upon. That's what they look out for. It's horror tries to get us on that. So getting back to, to Purim, right? So that's... He made, he made the party. And what was the point of that party? The point of the party was to get... Klali Sarl to, to do Averis of their own accord, of their own will, that there shouldn't be any um, way to say that we were forced. And that's how that party was designed. It was designed in a very cunning, swindling way. We say in Havdola, Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lachal. You separate between the holy and the mundane, between Klal Yisrael and the rest of the world. Then, between Shabbos and the rest of the days of the week. What's, what, what's with that order? I thought about it, and this month's a Shabbos, by the Shir for the ladies, I, I, I think we said something very nice. It's very nice to, to feel all special about Shabbos. It's very nice to feel all special about Jewish identity as a culture. But that's, without the foundation of Ben Kodesh Lachol, that's really realizing who we are. Right, someone asked me, is the Mogan David a religious symbol? Huh? Have you thought about that question? Is Mogan David a religious symbol? What do you say, Michal? I don't think it's a religious symbol. What is it then? Um, it's a cool thing to wear. Yeah, sure, especially <laughs> if it's gold. It's on the flag. Is it a religious symbol? It's a Jewish symbol. It's a, it's a symbol of. Right, right. Where, where, who, where, where, it come, where does it come from? David Amalekh, right? Hence the name Mogan David. The shield of David. Why Why did he pick that as a shield? So someone sent me pictures, and I've discussed this with, with knowledgeable people before in the past. The Mogan David has all of the... I can show you a picture later. Um, has all of the olive base. You can put all of the olive base into that shape. So David Amalek was go- going to war with... Olive base not just alphabet, not ABC. Olive base is... It's the world. It's the way the, the world is created based on those letters. So, that's Yisrael of You unify together with the Torah, with Hashem. That's the biggest protection. 
what's being Kodesh Lechol, it's not the, the nationalism, it's not the, the ceremonial aspect of it, it's not the culture, the identity, it's much deeper than just identifying as a Jew. It's realizing who you are in your very essence. Kodesh, Mekudosh. We are betrothed. We belong to Hashem and Hashem is us, is ours. We're one. So what's the what's the lechol? Why doesn't it say being Kodesh Latami? Because Chol is mundane. It's not bad. It's nothing wrong. But it's not Kodesh. And what we're telling ourselves going into this week, when we're losing this neshama, the Neshama Yaseir, it's going away from us, from Shabbos. And we're telling her, we're going in, we're saying, we have to first remember what's going to hold us throughout the, throughout the work week. Ben Kodesh Lachal, first of all. That we're, even if something seems not wrong necessarily, it's not bad. But it's not Kodesh. It's not befitting for someone who is Am Kodesh. For someone else, it may be totally fine. You know? But it, it's not for us. Because of who we are. Then we can appreciate Ben Yisrael Lo'amim. Then we can appreciate the difference between, not that the other nations are bad necessarily, but they're not us. So we understand why can't we do why don't why do we why do we do certain things? Why? Because we are us and we're not them. Why do they do certain things that we don't? Because they're them and we're, they're not us. Once we have that understanding of who we are, then we could properly realize the difference between Yom Hashvi between Shabbos and the days of the week, which is days of the week. Nothing wrong with them, but it's not Shabbos. And we can't mix the two. So that's what what was the plan over here with, with the with the party. To blur the lines between Kaidish Nachal. Come to a party. What do you mean? We'll give you everything. We'll give you kosher. Everything kosher. The whole everything was based in you couldn't force anyone to drink anything. The the but what they offered, the wine, older than you. You're 15, you have 16, you're 20, 25-year-old wine. Expensive stuff, good stuff, tempting stuff. And you saw both menus, and of course, what do you mean, you have, for, the, for the Jews? There could have been so many, so many um, uh, righteous reasons to go. But we have, but Mordechai, but Mordechai saw straight through it. And he said no. He says that they're not looking out to un- to come together with us. They're looking out to destroy us in a passive way. And that's what going back to what Yaakov had been davening for. Yes, there's dark shalom. There are, way- there are ways that we have to coexist. Friendly, respecting each other. But Save me from when it's seen, from- and I should be able to see through when I'm being treated like a brother, but really just another attempt to be Esav. Another attempt at my destruction. So yeah, so come enjoy, fully accommodating. I think it's brought down in the matters. There was no music because music would have been so powerful that it could have tilted it either way. And Chesrosh didn't want that. But everything, 
גבעת כושר, תכלס דה בסט אשגחס. And that's where the, the, where the lines began to get blurred. And that was the beginning of the destruction. Once we, once we, we blur the lines. Against whom was all, the, all, was all of this? Anoshim, Noshim, Vataf. Who did Haman want? Who did they want to destroy? Everybody. Everything in one fell swoop, everyone out. We don't want anything. We don't want anybody. So let's take an, a, another look at this. Let's take a look at Hanukkah. And let's take a look at Purim. What, what does it say by Hanukkah? What was the objective by Hanukkah? What they want, to make us forget the Torah, forget our learning. They wanted us to assimilate. They, were after, they weren't after the Jew, they were after Judaism. They were after Torah. Because they realized that one, as long as we're holding on to that, where you can't do anything to us, you can't, you can't, you can't destroy us. Once we, be, once the lines are blurred with assimilation, because you can't, you can't, uh, you can't learn. You're not allowed to, so you're, it's not accessible. Okay, so there we go. There, bye bye the Jewish nation. That didn't work. That didn't work. With the, by, by by the grace of God, it was also a big ness. It was no less a ness, but it was a different approach for the same problem. Haman came along, what he said, then he wasn't interested in anything. You're Jewish, you have Jewish blood running in your veins, Hitler, right? Hitler came from Amalek. Right? Amalek is, the Gemara Megillah says, is Germania, Germany. You have any sort of Jewish blood running through your veins, going back three, four generations, that's it, you're done, you're going together with everybody else. Again, we know nothing is for no reason. Not nothing. What's the message in each and every one of those? Many times we think we'll do this. We'll, we'll be like them a little bit. We'll give in over here. We'll give in over there because of darkish shown, because of you know being peaceful and coexisting. So the doesn't work that way. There are certain things that are not non-negotiable. If you think. That you'll get away with it, you won't. Because at the end of the day, even those that assimilated came came a homan. He didn't care who assimilated, who didn't assimilate. If you look at Germany, right when the reform started, right, so people reformed. They believed that that was going to save them. They were on the top of the top. The monarchs would come to the Jewish homes, but then it came a time where that didn't work anymore because the the. It, what one thing doesn't it doesn't change. They're after us. They're after us. They're after who we are. Nazis had no issue with having a museum commemorating the Jewish race existing, and they even co- were collecting things. There were there are places I think till today in Prague I think some places that have collectibles that were collected in order to one day show the world about the extinct Jewish race. 
No problem with being in a museum. They had a problem with a living Jew. The living Jew. Yavonim, Haman. They had different ways of going about it. Right? This way. Because a Jew, a Jew that's not really, that's far removed is also not living. His neshama is, 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 is gasping for ear. It's not, not conscious. You know, that's what we always say. You know, we're not we're not religious Jews. We're not observant Jews. We're living Jews. It's, we maybe do things religiously. But we definitely don't observe from the side. We're the main players. We're living it, and that was the problem. That was the problem that they had. So on a day like Purim, what what are we looking to bring back? What are we looking to strengthen? We're looking to bring back and to strengthen specifically what, what, what was meant to be put away. There's nobody that's, that's not important. Every single Jew is a gem. Every single Jew is, is full of potential. Every single Jew is, is a diamond. Every single Jew is, is, a, is a beacon of light. It just has to be fanned. And if you think about it, what, what, what's the, as we spoke, what's the mitzvah sayim of Purim, which we'll talk about more in depth in, in the coming weeks? Phys- physical. Sudas, good food, eat, drink. Why? Because many of you could think maybe to be a holy Jew, to be, you have to be far removed. No, you don't have to be far removed from anything. As we said, the story with, uh, with uh, Graf Patotsky when he came to the Yaivetz, and he was looking into Judaism. He says, just tell me when you guys go up to heaven. He says, we don't go up to heaven. We bring the heavens down over here. We take a piece of fish and we make it the holiest thing in the world. Because we do it with Hashem together. We have that unique relationship of Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samit. Of constantly being in the presence of royalty and of greatness. And when we have that clear, we become indefeatable. I quoted, um, I think I said this, Matzah Shabbos, Ramosha Weinberger. He, he said a, a very, very powerful thing. He said his father it didn't necessarily give him, well, I'll call it, for lack of a better word, academically, what he gave his child. Yeah, maybe he finished Mesechtas with his child. His father didn't necessarily finish Mesechtas with him. But he gave him something invaluable that ensured the the successful passage of the Yiddishkeit to the next generation. And he calls it the oi. The oi, the, ah, the feeling which takes something from being mechanical into being something living. And something living lives. Our body is not living. Our body is a piece of meat and bones. Our neshama is living and that stays, stays around forever body goes away after its job is done in this world but, uh, but who we are on the Shabbat, that doesn't go away nowhere and if we want to ensure Jewish survival right what do we say never again how by realizing who we are and that's we're gonna, we're gonna approach all the mitzvahs hayayim that we have in Purim, 
Kriyas Megillah, the Suda, Mishlach Manus, Matanus Levianim, with this lens. I hope we'll have, we'll have a, a, a whole new a new um, new appreciation, and I hope that our Purim will be on, on a level that, that it never has been before. And, much, and, 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 and we'll be able to experience it in such a sweet way that we'll, we'll reach a place of such closeness to HaKadosh Baruch and of such clarity that will bring us closer to the ultimate clarity of B.S. Gael Tzedek. I want to just end off with one you know, story, very amusing, and very, um, but brings out the point. That's where they get drunk on to show that you can have Sudhazar Asperger in a good environment? The, the, if, again, if you're able to behave yourself in a way, if you're able to behave yourself in a way that's befitting, right? That your person is not over any Averis when he's, when he's in that state. No matter, why is that the mitzvah? What? Because, other than that, we, we're able to behave ourselves. I, that's what I think. This was three times in a row, maybe an emergency. I apologize. I don't do this usually. Hello? Oh, sure, yeah. Someone's going to come out. Thank you. Could somebody go, go down? Uh, they have, they're delivering something. Um, yeah, because the whole idea was Russia. Getting drunk is more not so much the Suda. I think that's the Suda itself. The getting drunk part is we're, we're putting ourselves in, we're letting go. We're letting go and letting God. You're joking to the mitzvah even if you don't get drunk. So there's no. A person, a person could go to. No, then you can go you can go to sleep and you could the idea is to put yourself in a situation. Then that makes sense. Where Why you're you can go to sleep because you're also letting go. Where you're, right, where you're not in control. There's no um you're putting yourself in a place where you're not in control. Where you're not in control and you realize that everything is by was with Akadash Baruch, which in a certain way is the biggest sense comfort that one can ever have. Right? You're 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 faced back and forth with different challenges and how am I getting through these challenges? I'm only doing them because and oh, who's giving them to me? Right, someone, Rabbi Tzchak Fanger from Eretz Yisrael, he gave a good marshal with a with a rose. Um, what was it? I don't remember exactly what he said, but a rose is pricky, has pricks. Right? A rose is very beautiful on top, but there's pricks, and when you get up, it's very prickly. The stem is very prickly. Right, you hurt yourself. So I'm not sure how he tied it to, and I don't remember. I have to listen to it again. But every challenge. Is not necessarily a, a push away. It's a it's a bring in. You don't you you grow sometimes from who was it a turtle or it was a, a turtle or a lobster something like that. So one of those one of these they 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 go in they get banged and they and they grow from that. I don't, I don't remember exactly the muscle, but that every challenge is there is there is given who who sent us the challenge and what's it there for? It's there to bring us up. To raise, to raise us higher, it's a, it's a stepping stone. It's not as opposed to being a, a sledgehammer. So that's I think the drinking is more putting yourself in that state of being to yourself in that way, letting go and showing I have I'm not in control. Of who's in charge? Um, but the suda is how and how we have a suda. 
Right? Even yeah, we have a suda with a lot of drinks and a lot of alcohols and singing and dancing. How do we prove a suda? Do we prove it like them who ends up in brawls and fistfights and because right now say or do we keep ourselves in a noble way? True colors come out when someone drinks. What are our true colors? Uh, that's a, that's more the, than drinking and the suda. But again, we'll, we'll we'll take it further, just to end off with a very amusing story, which goes back. Um, just to explain, you know, who we are, not and not not bending and not giving. Um, Ryanka Legalinsky was a Talmud in Navardik. Navardik was very famous for going to communist rallies and, and stopping them in the middle and saying whatever they think. Right? To spread it. People shouldn't get swept away. And there are stories of, of Navardika Talmidim. You know, during the war, the Navardika Rosh Hashiva, they, they wouldn't budge. They weren't phased by anything. They, wouldn't, they, they worked on themselves. They weren't phased by anything. And they would have different ways of the, There's a famous thing that they would go into pharmacies asking for nails. Right, that was not to be afraid to look silly in front of someone else. That was uh, different exercises to, to work. They really worked themselves out as people. And they say Musa say that you know there was there are three different the two di- two different approaches, right? In Musa, right? Either that I'm godless, I'm very realizing how great I am, and, and therefore holding myself up to a standard, or realizing how really for ourselves we're nothing, and who gives us everything. Either way, it ends up at the same destination because, yeah, we're very great. And who gives us that greatness? Hashem. Really, for myself, I'm nothing. What do I have everything from? From Hashem. So they say someone came to Navardik and then Musa said that they were all sitting and saying, Oh, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. This new kid comes in and he sees everyone saying that they're nothing. So he sits down and also starts going shocking, saying, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. So someone comes over to him. He's in Yeshiva already for five years and he says, a little bit of respect. You just got here already. You're nothing. You understand? Uh, wait, give it a while until you get to that level. So anyway, how would they, what would they do? Yanka Galinsky learned in Navardic. There were a, a lot of the Navardic Talmudim ended up in Siberia during the war. He was a young bacher. And every month, they would work on a different mida. Right? So Cheshvan, Usually is the month right after Sukkot, right? And usually that's when the new semester starts, the new Zman. And they would work on greeting people nicely. Because generally new students would come into the yeshiva, so that would, uh, the whole year obviously you do that, but that, that was a month where they focused on that with all their might. Other, the month of others went specifically when they worked on this not, not non-negotiable part of them. No negotiation about certain things. And that's when they would go around to the pharmacies and ask for nails and all sorts of things like that. That was usually all happened in the month of Adar. So, but it wasn't that wasn't what they were told to do. There was ideas that Bahram had. Everyone was supposed to come up with his own way to exercise this value that they learned. So, Rabyanka Legalinsky, he heard somewhere that in the cemetery at night, in the in the sorry, not in the cemetery, right outside the cemetery where they would wash the bodies that the different souls and spirits would come and hang out over there at night. He was a young kid. He said, hmm, we have to show that we're not scared. Where does it come from? Why specifically Chodesh Adar? Because that was Mordechai's Mida. 
Right? Mordechai loy kom says when Haman came, and not only he just didn't bow down, you couldn't tell on him that he was he wasn't at all uncomfortable. He was he was Mordechai through through and through. He wasn't phased whatsoever by Haman. They took that mida, and that's what we're learning here now. So he said, I'm not phased, I'm not afraid of these spirits or anything like that. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna toil in the mikveh. Where uh, at night. I'm gonna go whether there was a mikveh there or not is up for this dispute because not necessarily had it back then. That's a separate discussion about the history of the funeral business and, and the Jewish communities all through the ages. Um, but there was water. The, 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 the pails of water that were used. I'm going to go wash myself there, he said. And he um, he was thinking, he, was, he didn't want to tell anybody about this. He says, because if I'm going to, if I'm going to back out, I'll say, oh, you're a wuss, right? You're a chicken. You're not, you're not doing anything. If I'm going to go, they're going to think I'm crazy. So either way, so let me keep it to myself. He, the day he said the day he's going to do this, and we keep in mind this is Belarus in the month of February, March. Okay, it's usually not too uh, We have a representative. Uh, it's cold or it's hot over there that time of year? Very, very hot. Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, the mikveh in the, in the Herakadishi stable was, no, was, was not heated. It's pitch black. There's no. It's a shtetl, right? Navartik was. Uh, I think till today they still have horses running around over there free. When we were there in Belarus, we were driving on the on the street, and there was around between Radna and Mir. We had like a cow on one side of the car, and we were driving. They were going out for breakfast, and um, He was going, and it was it was pitch black, and he's thinking, should I go? And he's, I can't back out because I'm going to be a chicken. I can't tell. Ah, he said, "That's it. He's. It was freezing cold outside. It was pitch black, and he and he heard the door creaking. He was getting close, and the door creaking it was windy, and he heard, I guess, the water splashing around. They said, oh, they're already they're already busy. The, the spirits are there already, and now that's it.' So he said, how am I going to do this?' He said, "That's it. In and out, one second, just to say I did it, and I'm done.' So he goes in. It's pitch black. There's no light. There's nothing. He quickly takes off his clothes." Jumps into the water, freezing icy water. He's been sitting there. Goes in, and he feels. He steps on the head. He said, "Huh?" He said, and this all of a sudden in the, in the dark, this head, white like this tablecloth, comes up at him. He flew out of there. <laughs> he doesn't remember how he, he went back to yeshiva. He got dressed, I'm sure, also on the way out. But he was very quick. He does nothing. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't daven. He comes in the morning to eat breakfast and he sees a friend of his doesn't look good. <laughs> he comes over to his Moshe, what's wrong with you? He says, you're not going to believe what happened last night. He says, I wanted to work on this meter not to be, I don't know, not to, not <laughs> Not, not to be afraid of anything. So I decided I'll go toivel in the mikvah with the spirits together. He says, you're not going to believe it. I'm under the water and one nifter, one deceased guy comes and <laughs> on top of my head. He said, you have no idea what it feels like. He said, you better believe I don't. <laughs> and that was, that was how we uh, learned this lesson. He said, what did he learn from that? He says, many times we have an idea and we think, only me. Only I have such an idea. No one else has such an idea. Oh, he found out the hard way, you know. It's not. It's, it was a lesson for him in humility. 
It's not just me. There are other people around here besides me. But that's how they worked in the Smith, and, and it served them very, very, in, in very good stead throughout communism, throughout the war, throughout many different challenging times. They stood steadfast. You couldn't break an Avardaka. You couldn't break them. Not for nothing. They were strong. They were, no pun intended, they were tough as nails. You know, they, they didn't just ask for nails in the front. They were, real, they were tough. And they said they were, they were, there was one time, there was, I think World War I maybe, that the, the bombs were flying, and it was in the middle of davening, I think, Rashani and Kippa, one of those. And the Alta Navarta, they said he didn't move. They worked, it's a tremendous thing if you think about it. They worked on themselves to such a point where they were there. They, they, they did what had to be done no matter what, no matter who, no matter anywhere. I think maybe that's another thing of Purim. You know, to, you know, we put ourselves, we're, we're putting ourselves specifically, yeah, dealing with people, eating, drinking. In a certain way, we're letting go and letting God, but in a certain way, in the, in the, on the same token, we're not letting, we're, we're staying in control of ourselves to be the people that we need to be in any situation that may come our way. Whether it's, whether it's hectic, whether it's not hectic, whether it's, and that's a, that's a power, that's a koyach that we, that we have in ourselves that we, that we have to work out. So I wish you all a wonderful evening. Please enjoy the refreshments. The sushi just came, fresh sushi, with some beer, with some... Uh, Twenty anyone everyone here is twenty one years and older, just everyone should know. But um yeah, and so Mitchell, next week we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna go uh more in depth into into Psukim in the actual Psukim in the Megillah and the mitzvahs of the day with this lens that we started off with today. Thank you all very much. Good mice, no? Yeah. <laughs> nah.